podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, we're back, it's Saturday Draft 5, hope you are all doing well, I am doing absolutely spiffing and you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts and this is Saturday Draft 5, this is the draft, this is where you don't just watch the draft, you win the draft in this show as my co-host David Campbell knows very well, how are you doing? I do know that very well, a, a two-time draft winner and of course we're here to give congratulations to, to a one-time draft winner, no, I'm kidding on, I'm not going to start off like that, well we've got someone here today, I do need to congratulate, I do need to eat my hat a wee bit, I'm, re- I'm ready to do that, I'm ready to be humbled a wee bit today. Uh, our guest, uh, he's, he's not, he hadn't won the draft before until the 10th season and he won the draft when it probably mattered most to win the draft as he not only became the ESSR champion before the draft, he managed to retain the ESSR championship, a feat that no one's done in the draft before. And will we ever see that happen again? I don't know, maybe when we get to the 20th season or something, if it, if, it, if it lasts that long, who knows. But I'm joined by our latest draft champion, our ESSR champion, it is Ross McLeod. Ross, how are we doing? Yes, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, oh. and I'd like to thank David Campbell for booking my draft appearance at 10 o'clock in the morning after a booze-filled karaoke session. As you well, can hear, yeah. as you can hear, my voice sounds like I've been through 10 seasons of the draft in one sitting. <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds like a, a junkie's carpet. I couldn't let you have it all your own way. <laughs> Throat lap badger's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I believe on the on the on the last episode uh, when we, we we spoke that Ross was going to be on the show. I believe that uh, David, you weren't going to make any smarky comments towards him. You were you're going to graciously yeah. accept that Ross did win last. I'll give you the opportunity now to to, to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I won't make any smarky comments to the man who took ten seasons to do what he said he was going to do since season one. <laughs> I, I won't make it. I won't make any any smarky comments to our ESSR champion Ross. Congratulations! All right, well done. Well uh, done. All right. Stick it the Dwayne Johnson theme of once in a lifetime. Let me just. <laughs> <laughs> well. Now that our congratulations and our introductions are over, we'll get into what we you usually do that show, and it's the top three of the week. So we go and we, we talk about the best three performers and how they've scored throughout the week. And Campbell will come to you first. My captain, mm. Big E, yeah. steel cage match appearances all over the shop on Raw. Got to get himself eleven points. He seems mm. not he's not quite hitting the heights of what uh, he did for for Ross McLeod last season, but yeah. he's uh, a, a steady scorer so far. When he's like uh, sixth on the top 10 of the season so far with 13 points. This, this week was a very good week for him. <laughs> I mean, the last couple of weeks has just been only the two points there, Jack, you know what I mean? So we really needed to kick Biggie into gear because I think it's safe to say the start of that season hasn't been what you were hoping it was going to be thus far. However, day one coming up, you've got Big E defending. The Usos in a title match as well. Lots of opportunities for you to pick up points, Shaq. But with Big E, we did say whenever someone has a season like they had last season, 
it is difficult to tell whether that momentum will be kept up. Ross picked Big E, the right man at the right time. Will Big E be the right man at the right time again? It remains to be seen. I mean, we, we go to our second place here, Ross. As like, someone that had a successful war games with NXT 2.0, Stephen, he had Braun Breaker on 12 points. He found himself 17 points overall, sitting second place this season. I think with, with the season that we're in, obviously a lot of focus on the Rumble and we maybe didn't see as many NXT 2.0 picks getting getting taken. That's maybe a mistake by some folk in the draft and it's just kind of Stephen reaping the benefits here. No, I don't because um, when you go back to week one, Seth Rollins appeared in six segments on Raw and won a match. And that's not going to be a once a season thing. You know, people like Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Rey Mysterio, Big E, Roman Reigns will do that all season. Whereas war games for NXT and even back when we used to do NXT UK, the takeovers are a once a season anomaly where there's big points on the go, there's championship implications, but there's never a consistent tour show where those guys will do what the likes of Roman and Seth will do every second and third week. That's an absolutely, an absolutely fair point. And we'll go on to our number one of the week. A, a name that I never thought I'd say is our, our, as our yeah. best scorer of a draft week. He's, he's removed the weight limit from the Cruiserweight title. It seems like Joe Gacy's wanting to make it an all-inclusive title. 205 Live, maybe go over. Who gives a fuck with that show anyway? It's not in the draft. <laughs> David, Roderick Strong, 14 points. Part of Gary's team, sitting 15 points overall after a successful title defence. Yeah. It's... it's it, an anomaly, to say the least, that we're seeing Roderick Strong up here. Especially because he was a round five draft pick from Gary. I think that Roderick Strong right now is an absolute steel look. If Roderick Strong finishes the season on 15 points, which he's on right now, you could say that's a good showing from your last round draft pick. You know, Gary has played a blinder with that one. He's got the title match. I thought it was a bit of a risk. Kind of thought Joe Gacy was going to win. But at this point in time, at this point in the season, it's exactly what Gary needed to get him up the table, to keep him in contention for when it comes to the Rumble. Because I've said from the beginning, that's all Gary has to do is keep in that hole and then hope that Sasha Banks can carry him to victory. Roderick Strong's done his job. Remains to be seen whether the rest of the team can do theirs heading into Rumble season. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting to that point, especially with day one coming up, how that will probably potentially shape the, the storylines going into the Rumble and whatnot. But we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. We're just going to look at the top 12 of the season. And unfortunately, our Listeners League winner from last season, Matt Smith for the Booty Wars, is only on 15 points. Mm. We see Scott McLeod above in 11th position with Team Broken Dreams in 23. Team Goat, your 10th. 27 points and I am certainly proven to be a two-hit wonder in ninth position right now in 29 and a half points. We see Future Endeavours Limited with Daniel Campbell in eighth and 30 with Tom, God's greatest draft pick in 31 points. He's having an all right debut season so far. Big boys, Tam. Big boys, Tam. <laughs> Love him. Uh, Ross, uh, your, your attention of a back-to-back draft season maybe isn't going so great than now in sixth position with high so... Hi, hi ho, so ho, I got that terribly mixed up. I've got Easy apologies. apologies. Uh, and tied fourth, we've got Team Vistra on the pillars of MVPs and 41 points with Gary and Alan Lucas in the West End Country Club. The, the Tory-ridden cesspit in third position and 46 points. And they definitely, Dave has told me, they definitely did not have a Christmas party. They definitely did not have a Christmas party. <laughs> 
and the, they they didn't use the imperial system or the instead of the metric system for not, not two <laughs> meters, not two inches. Then it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. <laughs> but someone that's going to be looking to get their first ever draft one team pitch, please, with say like three fifty-two points, an absolute dark horse that I said at the very beginning, and she's proven proven to be up there. But we do have, unfortunately. Jesus. Stephen Wilson with team pigs and blankets and fifty-seven points after after a, to, a total of thirty-nine points this week overall. For, by by Christ, that's that's sad. That's very sad. But uh, it's my favourite time. It's your favourite time. It's everyone's favourite time. It is God. the Masters League. David Campbell, take it away. Oh my! <laughs> I know, fucking bloody. We need to get through it, Ross. Uh, but in fifth place, I mean, Tom Brock is is fell to sixth. So. Thank Christ, another year without Tom Brock coming up to the draft. It would truly be the death of it. Um, the team name is the Sports Entertainers in fifth with someone called Mike Nunn. Now, a nun is what I feel like because the Listeners League makes me never want to have sex again. Uh, Anthony Reynolds is in fourth place with Championship Standard, mate. Fuck you. Uh, that's all I have to say, Anthony. Gary <laughs> uh, Morris, bring back Hunter. He had a heart attack, you fucking prick. In second place, someone I actually wouldn't mind seeing win again it is Robert Shaw it's old Robert Shaw do you remember him from a lacklustre performance with David Hockney in the tag season uh, that Dave never shuts up about even though they finish mid-table get a grip uh, he's in second with team budget cups uh, but here comes the money uh, Jim O'Mac uh, is top of the listeners league with Jim's unholy rollers now Ryan Gallagher will not like that team name maybe that has something to do with why he's not competing this season it's all speculation it's all in this happy meal Back to you, Jack. Yeah, what, a, what a lovely roundup of the listeners' league. We'll, we'll get on to what we what we what we do here when we have a guest on on the draft. Ross McLeod, hi, hello, how you doing? We're going to talk about your team. We are going to talk about your team this season. You also you did have to draft from last, but with the, the snake draft, you got to pick some good good picks here and there. But your team so far is Jurassic Express in four points, Ruby Soho in four points, Seth Rollins in 24 points, Seamus in three points, Xyle in two points, and Jay Lethal on zero, zero points. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you a couple of questions, and I'll let David Campbell ask you a couple of questions. But um, There's been this debate... I guess we we've had on SDL with uh, and and uh, our score the man that does the score as well Stephen Wilson we've as we've spoken about obviously Ruby Soho and Seth Rollins do our first and second round pick I was like it's the way the score worked David Stephen has all these different tabs and the spreadsheets and whatnot that calculates average first round performance who's the best and who's the worst and also you've taken Ruby Soho first before Seth Rollins not that I think it, it matters because you, you do the business anyway but. Uh, I won't, I won't go into why you picked who first because, quite frankly, it doesn't matter. But just them two picks in particular, with drafting kind of so low, were they kind of always two you had in your mind to kind of take as early as you could? Um, I think, obviously, I think obviously you guys know as well, drafting last, you write out a list of people knowing full well at least three of them will be away. But <laughs> yeah. So essentially, I had a list of realistic men's targets and realistic women's targets. And essentially, three of the men were away. I can't, I've not got the notepad in front of me, so I can't tell you who they were. But essentially, three of the guys' picks were away, but Ruby Soho was still there. So essentially, she was my first realistic pick that I thought I'd get. Seth Rollins was like third or fourth. So essentially, it was just because 
she was higher up on the page that I was looking at when I was drafting. Essentially, <laughs> it is like the Royal Rumble number one and number two. They are the same thing. Yeah. Because we were going in the snake draft where it's like, Ross, you essentially get two picks, right? Cool. I'll pick Ruby and Seth. You know, and even even still, I could have lied and went, it was alphabetical order. But no, just, I needed a men's pick. I needed a women's pick. So I just went, right, cool. My first choice is still there. I think she's winning the TNT title. I think other people think otherwise. Uh, or the TBS title, sorry. And Seth was, I, I think I knew Seth was going to lose to Big E later in the season. But if I can get two or three Raws where he has 18-point performances and maybe an Ironman performance in the Rumble, well, that'll do me in good stead. So, I don't... Yeah, I know we've got the... Oh, that was the best first-round pick, or that was the worst first-round pick. I, I couldn't give a shit, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... I knew I was picking both of them, either one or two. So, really, it wouldn't have mattered either way. It was just a case of Ruby was still there, Seth was further than the page. So, I just went, right, I'll pick Ruby and I'll pick Seth. I think I think the good thing is for you with, with Rollins as well is that Kevin Rollins has obviously been put into this match with the title against Big E and it's a, it's a triple threat now. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the you, you'd think that uh, Big E is pinning Kevin Owens because in the contract situation, you don't really know what's going on with that. And I think that would mean that you wouldn't take the, the, the loss points on that because Seth Rollins isn't pinned. So you'd get the appearance from that pay-per-view anyway in the championship match. So I guess that's probably the kind of not the best, also the best case scenario is that Seth Rollins wins. I just I don't think that's happening, but it's a kind of a middle case. It's a kind of, you, you take that, you take you take Seth Rollins not being pinned in that triple threat. So I think I think that Seth Rollins will prove to be a, a, an excellent pick this, this season, if I'm being honest. I think the only way um, Seth wins the title is if Big E's winning the Rumble. And I've said I think Big E's a dark horse to win the Rumble. He's the current WWE champion. I think he could go for the Universal title and be the guy to dethrone Roman. Um, But the the Rumble season's interesting because who do you give it to? Because is it going to be a veteran like an AJ Styles who's won everything? Is it going to be a Seth Rollins again just to maybe revamp him? Or I, I, I don't know. Is it going to be someone unexpected someone like a, a Seamus or Pipe, maybe maybe when a Johnny Gargano return we can all live in hope <laughs> but <laughs> yeah I just I really don't know about the Rumble this year and I really don't know Big E is someone who I think can lose the WWE title anytime he's a first time champion he's a a guy they've never pulled the trigger with before Whereas Roman Reigns, you know, he's safe as houses. It's, it's WrestleMania or it's SummerSlam. That's when he's losing the title. So, best case scenario, Rollins wins the title. I don't think it's unlikely as people think. But I do think you're right. I think it's going to be appearance points at day one. And hey, hopefully a good few Raws is in between. Well, I've, 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 my, my, my question is done. I, I was, mm. I was, I was wanting to get that out of the way because there is, as we asked for, but this first and second round snake draft shenanigans yeah. before. So, David, the, the floor is yours. Take it, take it well, away. 
I don't have too many questions on Jurassic Express and Seamus because to me they're no-brainers. Jurassic Express, like a really strong team during Ross's winning season, they'll get consistency and consistency is the case with Seamus as well. Really good mid to upper card act to get in that round. But Ross, my question comes to your to your last two picks here now. These are two picks. Zia Lee, main roster call-up, only had vignettes up until last night's SmackDown where she made her debut. And Jay Lethal, a veteran of the independent scene, just signed to AEW. I think it's safe to say these two picks are a bit of a risk. They're punts. But why were they punts that you were willing to make? <clears throat> I think when you're going for last place, and obviously you need, the, you need a 3-2 split, male or female. And I think going for last... It's easier to do three men, two women, because the the pool of women that are going to get you points, you know, we, nobody wants to fall into the Natalia trap. Um, you know, somebody will make eight appearances a season but lose 60 points in matches or something like that. You know, so um, I thought, right, if she comes up and starts beating, Zyli, this is, starts beating jobbers every second week, well, that's consistent points for a fourth-round pick. Jay Lethal, I'm hoping now with the situation in Ring of Honor, who we don't score, uh, Ring of Honor's Bandito <laughs> uh, has COVID. He is out of the main event now for their final show uh, this coming weekend. Jay Lethal is going to be in there. So I don't know when he's going to be back in AEW. I don't know if he's going to have to quarantine or what have you. Mm. But if I can get maybe three three rampage matches out of them and say two wins I don't think that's a bad punt for last in the draft fifth round pick you know what I mean I'd, I'd, it, it, it all comes down to who can get your points and there was plenty of people who were safe picks the Sam Allardyces of the drafts if you will but <laughs> I wasn't looking for someone just to show up every other couple of weeks I was looking for right if I pick you it's either going to go really really well or really really wrong mm. there's no half measures let's just you're you're all in or you're all out you know what I mean so I, well pardon me AEW fun uh, but like I think <laughs> you're right you're right in what you say though because you look at Jack in the final round pick Brock Lesnar that's paying off right now he's been on TV more than he ever has been. I managed to get Orange Cassidy. We talked about Gary with Roderick Strong. Like the fifth round is is the place to do that. But like Zaylee Rumble, do you see a lot of points there? Um, depends when she comes out. If she comes out, maybe in the early rounds, and Sonia books like her cronies in later on, then I can maybe see an Iron Man performance and maybe three or four eliminations or Iron Woman, I should say. If she's maybe booked in at one, and Shayna and who, who's the other one that's teaming with <laughs> Shayna? It's Natty. Not <laughs> um, if Natal, if Natalia, Shayna, and Sonia, then I'll say two, three, and four. Then I can see her just getting her head kicked in and getting thrown out in a three-on-one situation. But in the meantime, like, hey, no contests every week. Beating a couple of appearance points for a fourth round pick, I'll take them. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Jack, that's all the questions I have. Well, if that is all the questions that you have, that's Saturday Draft Live. And that's it. <laughs> that's wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because I said that I wanted me, David Campbell, I wanted to congratulate Ross McLeod today. But 
I know for a fact that there's someone else who wants to congratulate Ross McLeod today. And that is Mr. Spare Change in the Tin, Stephen Wilson. Stephen, how are you? <laughs> when did he win Spare Change? Oh, it was, it was a while ago now. But <laughs> Just forget who he is. <laughs> Stephen, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> how are you? Yes, I'm fine, fine, thank you very much. Why, why are you here, Hold Stephen? On. Is he just found is he just found Laura's spare change in the tin <laughs> No, no, he <laughs> he wanted money in the bank. Uh, he, he is Mr. Spare Change in the Tin. The night the biggie won that money in the bank contract. Your precious biggie, Stephen Wilson, also won spare change in the tin. Oh laddie da. What what can we do about it? <laughs> It's okay, Ross. It, it was used to me as well. It was David that pointed to me. No, oh, I, I thought you like nothing. Are these simpletons like <laughs> Stephen who are overusing Big E? Honestly, he's on, on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephen, why are you here? What, what do you want to do? What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my friends, would like to cash in. My spare change in the tin. <gasps> no on, way. On <sighs> Mr. Ross McLeod. Audible, yes. Yeah. It's new. It's news to me. Um, obviously, we're not prepared for this. In fact, Jack, do you have a question? Uh, I don't know. I don't oh, know. Sorted, sorted. There we go. Right. Okay. I, 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 what to do, Jack? I'll, I'll let you take it from here. I'm just so shocked. So I'll just, I'll just sit, sit beside. You know. Now this is this is something that's became accustomed to an SDL. You win your draft, you get to challenge the title on SDL. And I'm usually the question master, and I, my co-host usually receives the answer. So what I will, what will happen? I will ask you both a question and I want you both to have Messenger up ready. No, no Google, none of that shenanigans. And I want you to, as soon as, as soon as the question is asked, to submit an answer to David Campbell. David will then announce who submitted first and who submitted second. Then I'll ask David for each of your uh, answers that's been submitted. Then I will reveal the actual answer and crown if we have a new ESSR champion or another successful defence for Ross McLeod. So, gentlemen, are you are you ready for the the, the question of a lifetime? I am. Yeah, why not? Go for it. So, what is the combined match time total of the War Games matches that occurred during NXT War Games 2021? Right, get the answers in, guys. To Mister David Campbell. Okay, Ross McLeod has given an answer. Stephen Wilson has given an answer. Excellent. <laughs> so, David, the, the answer that Ross has submitted. Ross submitted 72 minutes. And the answer that Stephen has submitted. <laughs> 92 minutes. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Well, we do have a, a, a clear, a, a very, a very clear winner here. And I will I will load up the 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 Wikipedia page. Just, oh. to, just to double check, just to make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the women's war games title match lasted thirty one minutes and twenty two seconds. Oh, fuck it off! The, I the, the, the I, 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 this. war games <laughs> matches lasted thirty eight minutes and eleven seconds. Got one, a total of sixty nine minutes and thirty one fucking job. Oh. Which means still your ESSR champion, which must be like three defences now, two or three defences back to back to back, is none other than Ross McLeod. Ross, congratulations. Well done. Well done. Well, thank you very much. And Stephen, 
it's all part of the spare change in the tin. You cash in. I absolutely accept that. No ill will towards you, my friend. However, David, <laughs> I in good faith. So to sing us out, Jack. I, I've rest. I've still got a bit of a sore throat from my performance last night. However, I will sing. Champions again, champions <laughs> again, champions again, ole ole. <laughs> I'll get you, Austin. <laughs> right, now, now SDL has actually ended. So, David, thank you very much for being on, as always. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Ross, thank you for being on, and congratulations. Well, thank you, and thank you to Dick Dastardly there for bringing me into another one of his brain schemes. <laughs> and, uh, Stephen Wilson, uh, commiserations and get up, you. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> I didn't want to go. I was like, well, I come on and gloat. I was like, no, because I'll fuck it. I should have just gloated because I might have got it right. I might have got it right. right well, we'll see you next week. See you later. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on Eat the Suplex Retreat East Meets West where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the Eat, Seek, Suplex, Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now. Mm-hmm.